Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, Tech Hoops back at United Supermarkets Arena. We'll hear from Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin on riding that offensive and defensive roller coaster the last handful of games and also a football roster roundup. Kevin at you next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you again. And we got a bucket full of fun to dive into once again here today. We'll get to a roster roundup as things continue to remain fluid over in the football building, including a couple of new scholarship announcements. Always fun to see those happen in real time. And we will also obviously get you set for this game day episode. Texas Tech hoops back on the floor from United Supermarkets Arena coming up this evening. Omaha fit in the description of the next potential victim. We'll get to some of what Coach McCaslin talked about as far as what he's seen over the last few games offensively, defensively, clearly some things to like. Clearly some things to work on. But first, Chris, let's take a listen to Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin talking about getting back to the LBK, getting back to United Supermarkets Arena. Here is Grant McCaslin. I feel like our team's definitely improved in a lot of areas and and had some growth. We've got to get better in some areas, but uh, it'll be great to be back in the USA. A lot of respect for Omaha. Coach Crutchfield has them super aggressive. They get to the free throw line. Um, they do a good job of taking care of the basketball. They don't give up many threes. Uh, it's, a, it's a good team, and uh, they've been playing better, and you can tell they've, they've had good growth. So excited about the opportunity. Always great to be back on your home floor, Chris. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of feeling like, you know, maybe we'll see a, a little bit different team uh, coming up tonight than the last time we saw them at the USA. It's been a long time since they've played there, it feels <laughs> like. Yeah, um, and they've played uh, four meaningful games uh away from uh Lubbock and and you know I guess split those two and two but I think yeah you've you've grown a bit uh as as a team and you know I think uh you know I I look at like the last three of those four games you've only averaged eight turnovers a game huge difference from kind of the first set of games during the season and I think you you know, you either won or in all those uh, those last three because of how well you took care of the ball. I mean, the last time we saw this team, they played, what, 45 minutes of basketball and only turned it over seven times, but also had 23 assists. I mean, you have an assist-to-turnover ratio on, on nights uh, like that, and you're going to win most of them. Now, it didn't work out for you against Butler, but I think that is something to, to pay attention to if they can continue it. But it's funny because – all the games we're talking about were not in Lubbock in front of your crowd, you know, because we've talked about too, maybe trying to do too much, maybe trying to impress your, your, your fans, what, what, you know, whatever it may be, just haven't, haven't played as crisp and clean from taking care of the ball standpoint uh, at home as you have uh, away from your own building. And uh, you know, this is an Omaha team that, they're very aggressive. They get to the free throw line. Uh, they shoot on average about 23 free throws a game. Uh, making about 16 or 17 of those. Uh, Chris Crutchfield is a guy that, that coached for Lon Kruger for years. 
uh, on the OU staff. Uh, so he's been in Lubbock, I think, I want to say eight or nine times. He was there for the the, the Trey Young game. He was there when Keenan Evans, I think, beat uh, Oklahoma, uh, you know, uh, several years ago. Um, anyway, but the, the, they'll be good. You know, North Texas and Omaha played last year, and it's funny because I think uh, Omaha was set to play North Texas and Texas Tech this year, but then Grant leaves one job for the other, and I think, you know, Coach Crutchfield has even talked about, you know, I wasn't sure we were going to get either game. North Texas may have canceled on us, and Grant may have gotten the job and been like, hey, we're not doing that, but no, it ended up they've already played North Texas again uh, this year, and all that, but uh, healthy respect between these two head coaches. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to be back at home. And, you know, we'll see. The, the other guy that I, too, I would toss out that's played really well, kind of changed since we last saw is Devin Cambridge. It started mm-hmm. to score a lot more, uh, averaging, I think, 14 points a game in his last four games. And he's been a little more, I don't, the right word is not selfish, but he's been a little more offensive minded instead of being passive and i think it's benefited uh you've benefited from it and uh and joe toussaint has also taken his game to a, just another level um with with the last time we saw him a double double um he's got a, a three to one uh, assist to turnover ratio right now and playing tons of minutes uh still scoring taking care of the ball he's just been unbelievable so far i don't know how much more he can honestly give you than than what he's given you so far, but uh, but yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully the boys bounce back and uh, play good ball tonight. Yeah, if you'd have told me prior to the season, okay, this is what you're getting out of Tucson, I would have said that's plenty. <laughs> he's more than filling his role, and uh, hopefully he'll have some guys continue to uh, show up around him. Cambridge, I mean, it's it's apropos that you uh, say next level or taking it to the next level. I feel like that dude. I've seen elevation from him in every game so far. I, I really didn't anticipate that. Of course, I've never seen him dribble a basketball in my life uh, prior to him being in a Red Raider uniform, so I didn't quite know what to expect. But uh, he's got some explosiveness to him. Had a tomahawk there in Butler and uh, has had a couple of other nice slams as well, some putbacks and things like that. That's been fun to watch. And whenever you talked about a guy who has taken his game to the next level, I wasn't sure which direction you were going to go because we've also got a Big 12 newcomer of the week to talk about in Chance McMillan, who was just one off of uh, the uh, school record for three-point shots made, knocking down eight of them. I don't know how sustainable that is, obviously. I don't know that that's necessarily the expectation, but could he develop into a double-digit kind of score for you? I don't know. I feel a lot better about it now than I did just a week or two ago. I can't believe we've sat here and had a conversation for as long as we have, and I I botched it. I it turnover <laughs> on my I just fumbled it uh, right there. I threw it out of bounds. I, you know, just just airballed a free throw, and they blow the whistle. Like, nope, nobody can rebound it. It's uh, you know, um, I didn't bring up Chance McMillan. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, swerving us back onto the road right there because uh, <laughs> the dude just bombed in. He was hotter than the face of the sun. Uh, eight of ten from deep. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I do think I absolutely do think he he's uh, a double digit. Like, I mean, th- this is what he he's here to do. And you know, when you have a night like that, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have a night like that, what do you think Coach Crutchfield's team has been told in their scouting report leading up to this game? Do not give him open looks. <laughs> you know, so he's got to be willing to be more of a three level scorer. And it's not that he's just settling for threes. I mean, he was open. These were in oh, the yeah. flow of the game and all those things. But, you know, he's going to have to work for those looks now uh, because I think teams are going to try to take those away so he can use it to his advantage too. And, 
you know, kind of shot fake and drive and, and do some different things and maybe get downhill a little bit. But, um, yeah, he's, you know, it, it will be on uh, – I've sat in these in these things for years when, when you look at an opposing team and whether you're playing them in February, if they went eight for ten from three in a game in December, that is typically at least mentioned to the opposition. Just so you know, hey – don't I told you I tried to tell you you know the he he he's got this in his bag, so I know it was like six weeks two months ago. But anyway, Chance McMillan will now have that you know associated with him going forward, which is not a bad thing. He just hopefully he can he can come close to replicating it as we go forward. Yeah, no question. And mm-hmm. uh, attacking the basket, um, you know, w- without relenting is a good recipe to continue to get a guy like that open looks. There are only so many defenders on the floor, and if you continue to get to the rim or try to get to the rim like they have. And, you know, Pop Isaac's another guy to mention. We may sort of take it for granted by now, but had been on a little bit of a rough tonight, but uh, was looking a little bit more comfortable. Still wasn't his best shooting night. We know what he's capable of, and it wasn't like he hit his ceiling uh, in Indiana, but was good to see him back uh, contributing in a big way on the offensive end. As somebody close to Pop Isaac's once told me, and I trusted this statement because it's dead on accurate, he can score with his eyes closed. He he's not a he's not a uh, he's just a scorer like in every sense of the word. Yeah, maybe on some nights there, there's more volume shots or or whatever, and you know, and he's not. But he's also capable of going six for six too. He just scores. I mean, and you know, we uh, you know the day after that Butler game, I kind of just glossed over the fact that he got to the the rim and got it to overtime, um, and that's yeah. the second kind of you know. It was the second time in three games that he'd had a, a, a key play at the buzzer, you know, and he won the game versus Northern Iowa. And this one, he gets you to the, uh, you know, he, he gets you to overtime because you had to have it. And, uh, but yeah, Pops the last guy. He's grinding, man. Talking about some of the uh, evolution of some of these individuals, what we've seen over the last handful of games. Let's get to some uh, bigger picture thoughts there. And you touch on one of them as far as what you'll need to do on the glass. But some of what Coach McCaslin has seen, on the offensive end, from the defensive end, from his team over the last handful of games. Here's Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin. First, today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. And I hope this podcast is a great escape from the nutso realities of life. But just because it is an escape doesn't mean those realities have gone away. And one of the latest pieces of wildness I've heard, according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of flu season. Can you imagine how helpless you'd feel if your spouse or kids were sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the medication they needed? You don't have to because of the peace of mind you're going to get with Jace Medical and the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including respiratory infections, sinus issues, dermatological infections, and many more. These things can affect anybody, so be one of those anybodies that goes to jacemedical.com right now. To receive your 12 month supply of your daily medication. And remember to use our promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. At jacemedical.com, you're going to complete a physician assessment that will then be reviewed by a board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Never been more important to be prepared. So take the quick step to do so for your family and go to jacemedical.com and use our promo code locked on for 20 bucks off your purchase with Jace Medical. Some of what Coach McCaslin has seen on the offensive end, from the defensive end, from his team over the last handful of games. Here's Red Raider head coach Grant McCaslin. I think anytime you play that level of talent and you've got to do it in that short amount of time really 
uh, you, you get to see your growth, but you also get to see like, what's the compounding effect of the effort that it takes? And then how do you get better? So to me, it looked like we got so much better in the Michigan game and then took a huge step back defensively in the Butler game. And really the atmosphere had a lot to do with our early jitters. We, we took ourselves out of plays and gambled a lot. And we hadn't been doing that. And we'd been really solid uh, defensively in the Michigan game. I felt like we had a real tight, and then all of a sudden, you know, we did some uncharacteristic things that I think the atmosphere contributed to, and it felt like guys were trying to do a lot. And that's the balance of understanding, like, the way the games are played and how some teams you can't give advantages to, and Butler was one of those teams. I think one part of that is how do we get get a little more depth to our rotation. I think that'll help us defensively. Like when you get some continuity on offense, then you can understand where people are going to be, and you see our confidence grow on that end. But I think because we played less guys and we got more confidence offensively, we lost an edge defensively and rebounding-wise. And maybe those opportunities that we were going every time defensively, offensively, rebounding or defensively we're showing physicality we had some stretches where we, we weren't playing with as much energy as we had been it's probably a residual effect of being on the road in the Bahamas and then going on the road and then in addition to that playing less guys so got to find a few more guys that can contribute in in real ways and just you know keep finding the energy that it takes to do those things that are important every possession uh scoring is great it's necessary to win a game chris 95 is nice to see i think 83 uh in regulation against butler but if there's really one thing i'm looking to see getting back to the usa tonight and moving forward was some of that return to, mo to some of what we'd seen defensively uh done so well and i would guess that, that maybe coach mccaslin might uh agree with that uh, as he starts there <laughs> Oh, he he would uh, he would very much agree. I think he loved scoring ninety five points. That's great, but he was disgusted uh, with uh, you know his. And again, it, it's a really good offensive team. He played that night. Uh, they shot it well in front of us. You know, pretty much a sold out crowd. Hit their average, right? I think you said eighty two, eighty three, or something coming in. Their average, they averaged eighty a game, yeah, and so they, credit yeah, them. that's right. And so. Um, you know, and, and I just that's the last thing I'm, I would be worried about with a Grant McCaslin coach team. Again, big picture yeah. is is the defensively the growth. And again, I think part of it, you're playing very few guys. You're asking a lot of them. You're trying to play faster. And so something's got to give. And I think that, you know, the defensive end is what kind of bent uh, that night uh, because you're trying to keep up. You're trying to score. You're trying to answer. Uh, when, whenever they would hit a big shot, and and I think that you know that it, it gets you a little bit. Uh, but um, I, I the the <clears throat> the adding depth part or developing depth part is the most fascinating thing that I think has come out of that Butler game because we've talked about it. I mean, it's like they theoretically, if you could go like make a <laughs> it's probably the wrong way to phrase it, if you go make a trade and add like one more guy. Like one more guy that you knew was a piece that you could lean on some that fit in. It, I just think it would be some, but I, okay. So since you can't do that, you feel pretty comfortable with it's appeared seven to seven and a half guys. Uh, I think that Kerwin Walton and Lamar Washington are kind of that one to one and a half right now, as it stands right now. Chance McMillan is clearly, you know, off the bench and then you've got your five starters. So, but, but past that, I mean, can, can you, can you even it out to where you can get Lamar and Kerwin Walton to 
to be a full eight? I mean, can you get, you know, a full eight man rotation and, and really count on those two guys night in and night out to where they can give you a little offensive punch or they give you some quality defense? Um, I don't know. And then, okay, past that, Robert Jennings and EY, and, you know, and it appears that, you know, Kyron Lindsay and Drew Steffi may be headed to, to redshirt years. And then that leaves Demorian Williams. Um, so there's just a whole, there's not a whole lot of, of choices and options right there. Cause I, I saw it versus Butler. I saw Grant get frustrated. He, he turns around, looks at his bench and he looks down there, <laughs> looks back and it's like, Is there anybody down well, there? Yeah. you know, you know, and it's like, it comes down to trust. It comes down to what, yeah, but, but, you know, you're right. And so, and this will be something and a theme that we'll talk about most of the season, unfortunately. Uh, but it's, uh, this is just kind of what you, what you've got to, to deal with right now. Yeah. And, and sort of interesting to note among returners, how many are consistently impacting games? Uh, I think the number is about one. So kind of yeah, indicative of where, yeah, indicative of where you come from. And I know Lamar Washington can. Uh, I I hope that as the season progresses, he'll be in that category as well. But he will. Some of those other returners, man, slow start. Robert Jennings, where you at, bud? Did you forget your shorts uh, in Lubbock? Is that why they couldn't play it? Because you could take off the the warm up pants. I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. But uh, anyway, we got to get something out of him. Okay, uh, let's get to. We'll make a hard left here and get back to a football conversation. Get your lasso out, Chris, because we got a roster. Roundup, and this is on a couple of different fronts. We'll have uh, some portal thoughts to get into, but also want to touch on something that is just always fun to witness. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Heat up the action and keep the sports flames stoked this winter with America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. There's nothing nicer than cuddling up by the warmth of a nice prop bet or a player parlay. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action with their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where it's all at your fingertips. And of course, when you win with FanDuel, you're always paid instantly. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. You'd be a fool not to take a bite out of that apple. So get to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today for your shot at $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet that hits with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And that is a head coach, a program rewarding guys uh, who have given great effort and, and made an impact and been an integral part of what their team has done throughout the season. You see some of these videos popping up here at this time of year, and uh, it was fun to see one of them. there come across uh, the Twitter wire or the X wire uh, for Red Raider football as Joey McGuire added two new names to the list of scholarship players. These two guys, uh, have uh, they stand on business. And whenever you go through stuff, uh, I talked to Blanche, and I said, Blanche, how do you get this done? And he said, man, look, Coach, if they're in the 2D, if they're starting on this, they're starting on that, then they earn the right, okay? So you're going on scholarship, and you're <laughs> For those just uh, listening in via podcast, it's Gino Garcia, it's Jordan Brown that he's pointing to there in the video, and something I just love to see, man, always uh, tickles me pink. Loved it as a teammate once upon a time, and love to see it now from uh, guys, you know, 
celebrating their teammates' success because uh, that's, I think, one of the more underrated, enjoyable parts of being a part of a team uh, is getting to celebrate others. And you see Tony Bradford immediately out of his chair hugging those guys and Austin McNamara. Uh, just a lot of fun to see some uh, hard work rewarded. Yeah, you know, and, and Gino, um, what was – you know, this is a no-brainer, really. Um, you know, he's earned it. He sat here in the wings. Now he's emerged as the as the guy. Um, you know, 14 out of 19 this year. Uh, he made all of his extra points. He made clutch field goals. Uh, he made some long ones. Um, you know, and I just, you know, and, and that that's one less thing you have to worry about uh, for next year's team is who your, who your kicker is going to be. Uh, I think because uh, the way this thing works is with scholarships and, and, and this is such a muddled thing, but y- you know, if guys bail out on the team or like they, they get injured and you get, you place them on memorials or whatever, there used to be this like, well, you can get to 85 and, but you can only take 25 initially each year. So teams couldn't go sign 30 or 40 kids each year, then flush kids out of the program and constantly do this, this churn. But like the the whole the, the guys on your roster, there's like these windows, like after each semester, you know, or be, before a season or or whatever, where you kind of have a better feel for your numbers because you've counted scholarships back, or hey, they're kind of walking on for a semester until we. It, it's very confusing to keep up with it. Uh, but uh, but you know, I think yeah, there was two spots available that you couldn't really give to anybody else. Uh, other than like your current players, the way the way that, that it's all kind of set up and like Gino and Jordan, perfect. I mean, they both, I mean, think about walked on and have done, uh, you know, kind of emerged here. And I think you're both going to lean on them uh, or lean on both of them going forward. But because uh, Jordan is, he's one of very few that can get open and can, it's got some juice and, and things like that. I think he's got a chance to be a returner for you maybe next year. Uh, depending on maybe maybe a punt returner, I don't know. We'll we'll see. As uh, Dre McRae will be, uh, I would guess, a primary kick returner. So, but yeah, thrilled for both of those guys. They deserve it. I think they're big pieces of what you hope to do, not only in the bowl game but next year. All right, Chris. On a different front, uh, regarding the roster, what is the hump day headline as we're having this conversation on Wednesday? Transfer portal wise, what's the latest thing getting your attention inside the program or out? Yeah, great point because I think there's there's two things that th- this one was uh, there was one major headline and then there was one very much under the radar. So we'll go we'll go major headline first. I'm sure most have seen uh, as as these kids start to make decisions that are that are in the portal. Now this is a young man in Tyler Shuck that had a bit of a head start, announced his intentions to enter the portal really before he was the first big name that they got into the portal what, two-ish weeks ago, uh, or, or his intention to get in, I should say. Well, that starts the process of of kind of, you know, potential suitors and all that. We'd, we'd heard UCF, uh, I think Louisville, you know, obviously hosted him. Uh, he's going to play for Coach Brom. Uh, that's a, you know, a team that won 10 games this year. They're going to a pretty big bowl game. But yeah, I wish Tyler well. I, I will say this personally, thrilled that he finds a good spot also thrilled that he's not on Texas Tech schedule. I didn't like the whole Donovan Smith thing last year. I did. I just didn't like it. I, I hate that the Baker Mayfield stuff. The you know you didn't have to play Alan Bowman this year. I just don't. I don't know if I like that dynamic. I get that that's going to continue to happen, but thankfully you you avoid that. Um, 
you know, and all that. Okay, now the one under the radar move, Brooke Honore uh, enters the portal for Texas Tech, and people are going to go, who the heck is that? Well, there was a time when I would have told you about six months to a year ago, this is the heir apparent to Austin McNamara as your punter. You know, he's going to be the Gino Garcia to the Trey Wolf. Mm. And I just don't – what I gathered about uh, two months ago is that, yeah, they – they nobody was real sure if Brooke was ready to to be like like the, the starting punter here uh, or if they wanted to maybe do a bit better or maybe he just didn't like it here something but i just gathered they would they would seek uh a punter from elsewhere so right now yeah you don't you're gonna have one punter in the bowl game in austin mcnamara i assume brooke honore won't i don't know if he'll he'll make the bowl trip or not but as soon as that game's over you've got one in the portal you've got uh, austin mcnamara headed to the uh hopefully the nfl and so kenny perry and company will have to go find uh, a punter so this is uh you know you, you've been blessed with great specialists but uh, you're going to have to go find one now and a kid that uh, can can do some damage. And hopefully you won't have to use him much uh, because uh, Joey Lytics uh, and the fourth down crew, that uh, they will hope to keep whoever this unnamed punter is on the sideline. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that oh, conversation. Sorry, sorry. I was just joking, man. I was just trying to, <laughs> just trying to trigger you. I don't know. Oh, I could Thank get you. triggered really, really quick. <laughs> Say if we were leading the game in the fourth quarter at home and we decided yeah. to sit the punter. Uh, anyway. What about uh, other potentials showing potential Red Raiders showing up on the radar? I'm seeing uh, another tight end mention, uh, uh, Pride and Joy at Gruber, Texas, <laughs> Arizona you've State got, guy. Oh, Who else yeah. is out there? Well, you've got so this is where okay, this is where it gets starts to be really like nerve wracking, but also fun <laughs> because you start to see okay, we've lost all these pieces. You're trying to upgrade. And yeah, I think yeah you you have uh, you you have a former Oklahoma and an Arizona State tight end set to visit uh, Jalen Conyers uh, this weekend. Here's the here's the weird one here. Try this one on. He's also considering Oklahoma. Run it he, back. Well, yeah, he he <laughs> he he left there one time already. I don't know the dynamic. I've heard other people kind of talking about how that that's been repaired since he's since left. And now he's going to try to maybe look at boomeranging back, but anyway, he's set to visit. Well, they're also going to the sec. So not as difficult of a schedule anymore. Uh, maybe he likes that. I don't know. <laughs> I love, I love, Calvin just good, man. He just like, it, it just, just means more. Stolen punches, man. I love it, man. Um, he's just going to outlast you. I mean, that's just what Casey that's does, right. man. That's right. Um, so that, that's a big one. There, there's other tight ends on the radar. The one I'm as, as as excited about, and he's going to be really tough to get to, is Josh Kelly, a uh, wide receiver from Washington State. Yes. Uh, there, there's going to be others. This dude um, got my attention, man. Over 15 yards per catch, I think. Well, see, this is what I'm trying to tell people. Like that, that's the number, man. Like your 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 guys that 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 have departed were like in the eight to nine <laughs> yard range, um, and. The, the, but this is you, you need juice. You need, but I mean, he, he had sixty-three catches. I mean, he's got some size to him. He's old. I mean, freaking, let's go, man! Like this is, you know, and and, and there was a uh, there was a North Alabama guy that was on the uh, you know on Tech's radar a little bit, or or had indicated some some interest that you know had it was like eleven hundred yard receiver. So there, there's some. There's some upgrades out there to be had, but again, 
you know, what is it, what is it cost? Is it a right fit? What, you know, what, what are we doing here? So it's just kind of, you know, that that's, there's all kinds of dynamics on, on what, what's it, what's it at play here. So, and then you've got like on a day two where the NCAA is like, Hey, we're going to make it to where the schools can pay these kids, you know, or, or know. Pr- yeah. propose, which is kind of a fascinating turn of events uh, on everything. So yeah, our sport is in the midst of change. It's, it's changing. It will continue to change, but I think everybody agrees that, you know, it, it, the current system needs some help or overseeing or some guardrails and they're, you know, the, the parties are trying, but right now you are in the midst of uh, trying to replace some pieces on your roster and you've got some guys coming in this weekend. And again, with the whole speed dating thing, uh, you will uh, you will continue. Yeah, just a classic bureaucratic process. NCAA says, "Hey, let's get in here and fix this thing." A few years ago, so they do something new, and now they got to say, "Hey, no, we need to fix what we caused by trying to fix the other thing." So this time we'll fix it and we'll actually get it right. I'm sure we can all take them at their word on that. Chris, appreciate the time as always, my man. Enjoyed it. We'll be back on the other side to break down whatever goes down uh, at United Supermarkets Arena tonight, and I'm sure this will not be the final roster roundup so stay with us make sure you're subscribed on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode we'll see you tomorrow man keep hope alive everybody see you at the arena this evening looking forward to it thanks for joining us again and hope to see you for the next round on locked on texas tech